When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. The Opinions, The Panel. Andrew Gordy and Kimberly Downs are the panellists this morning. Uh, looking forward to this chat over the next uh, 15 minutes or so. Uh, we shall uh, not be... And tradition says age before beauty. No, not today. We'll go beauty before age. Kimberly Downs, for you. Uh, let's get uh, stuck into uh, one of the subjects, one of the subjects uh, that I think is going to get a bit of a headline or two today. They're going to name a Blackfern squad today, Wayne Smith's first Blackfern squad. Are you expecting any bombshell surprises? The only surprise for me at the moment, Smithy, is that I really thought you were going to go uh, the beauty before age and then go to Andrew Gordy, and I would have understood, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, look, no, with this squad, I think... It'll probably be about what we expect and many of which we've seen of the players that we've seen before. Um, I would expect a lot of them, obviously, to be on that list of players who were uh, offered full-time contracts earlier this year. There's a couple of positions that I'm really interested in. Um, From recollection on that full-time contract list, they only actually had one hooker, so it'll be interesting to see who they bring in there. Uh, Ruby Tui, obviously, is one of those, those players who stay behind away from the seven circuit to kind of put her best foot forward for 15. So that'll be an interesting one to keep across as well. But I think the bigger picture really is just whether they can now look to draw a bit of a line in the sand after all of the drama and everything that's happened mm. and move forward. And that's what these squad names kind of tend to do sometimes, right, is, is you have to start looking forward. And that's certainly, I think, what they will be hoping for and what Wayne Smith will be hoping for. Uh, but it will be really interesting um, to see whether it throws up any new, different, interesting, uh, unexpected names. And I am really excited about it. So we should know in the next, um, in not too long at all, really, uh, to see whether whether that team has what it takes. And also, it's, it's interesting, of course, in the context of it being a World Cup year, how many members of this team are expected to be in that World Cup squad? Obviously, there are some seven players away, but, you know, the Pac-4 tournament is three of, what, five tests that they've got before the Rugby World Cup. So there are massive implications mm. for it. OK, uh, the beautiful Mr Gordy uh, will come across to you now. Um, they, they say there's no such thing as bad publicity, and they've had some bad publicity. So there is interest. I would imagine there'll be some serious questions asked uh, at this press conference. Yeah, morning, Smithy. Morning, Kimberly. Uh, never been described as beautiful, so I appreciate that from you, Smithy. Uh, unexpected on a Wednesday morning, but I'll take it. Um, I, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit compromised here because I've actually just seen, uh, just before we came on here, I've seen an embargoed uh, release of the squad. 
Um, so uh, all, I, all I can say probably at this stage is that we are going to see some new faces. That's not going to be a great surprise. But to, to answer your question, Smitty, I, I, I think you're right. I think there are going to be some tough questions, and, and, and rightly so. This team is going to be followed more closely, I think, than perhaps it ever has before. Um, not, it, it would have been anyway because we have a World Cup coming up on home soil, but the tumult that this team has gone through um, over the last few months, um, obviously since... Uh, the tour to the UK and France. Uh, we had, you know, the issues that arose subsequent to that. We had a review. We now have a new coach, uh, completely new coaching setup, obviously. So there is a lot of interest around this team, and that's before we even talk about the players that are actually going to be doing this on the field. Um, so it's, it's, it's a fascinating sort of narrative, I suppose, that's being built around this team as, as we build up to a World Cup. It's going to be fascinating, I think, to hear from Wayne Smith as well. Like, you know, he's, he's now being um, placed in charge of a team that, you know, he thought he was going to be helping out, a, a, you know, not too long ago. Now he's, he's essentially the person in charge. So it's going to be fascinating, I think, to hear about him, him speak with authority about some of the selections he's made today. And, um, yeah, I think we can expect a few surprises come 11 o'clock. Earlier this morning, uh, Kimberley, they announced the team for the Black Caps to go to uh, England. Uh, well, they named 20 players. Of course, going to be whittled down to 15 when the IPL players finally join them. No great surprises in there, were they? For, not for me anyway. What about you? Uh, no, I don't really think so. I mean, like you say, they had to pad out some of the tour uh, squad a bit with those IPL players coming in late. That is just the way that cricket rolls at the moment. It is nice, though. I think, you know, as, as much as it's not surprising, it is nice to see guys like Michael Bracewell, who have toiled and toiled and toiled away, kind of get this chance to go on tour um, and on big test tour as well with the group. So you do like to see players um, rewarded like that, although you'd expect that come, uh, come time for the actual test and once we're past the warm-up stages, uh, that you'll be looking at a fairly predictable uh, actual test team. But I think that as well... You know, you sit there and you go, oh, well, nothing surprising me here. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. And that actually probably speaks really well of this test squad, to be fair, um, that, you know, that they do have that core group of players um, and that reliable and consistent group of players to lean on so much so that, you know, you can kind of, you can probably pick the test team well before it's named. So that, in a way, I think speaks quite highly to the, the group of players that we have at the moment. I tell you what, I am... As much as the uh, timing of these tests overnight is going to be soul-destroying for my sleep patterns, I am really looking forward to them. Well, you can uh, put your head on the pillow and listen to them on SENZ with the likes of Jeremy Coney, if you like, and we can uh, perhaps serenade you to sleep. That sounds with, uh, delightful. News effects coming in from Lord's <laughs> Trent Bridge and, of course, uh, heading Lee Gords. Um, before we head to the news, uh, uh, no, as I said, no, no great surprises to me, um, and uh, it'll be Kiwi captain on Kiwi captain with Stokes, of course, leading England in the Test now. Yeah, well, and, and look, Smithy, I suppose my my thoughts on this this morning. While, while I'm pleased for you know some of the players, um, you know, Cam Fletcher, Blair Tickner, Michael Bracewell, who have been named, so it's, it's you know it's lovely for them. Um, pleased for them that they're going to be going on a tour. Um, seriously, though. This is a massive. Op- this tour is a massive opportunity for the Black Caps, and I'm really looking to some of those players who are going to be turning up late to this tour because of the Indian Premier League. And I know we've been going on about that sort of thing for years, but those guys really need to be dialed into this this 
series when they arrive in the UK because there is a huge opportunity and they've got work to do because, frankly, the Black Caps stuffed up their home summer, um, certainly the test side of things as well. And as the defending uh, World Test champions, um, for them to have had such a poor home summer, they have to turn up to England. And, and I think they really need to sort of assert their authority mentally in this, in this situation. You know, going to England, we always think of it as this, you know, daunting prospect. England are in no shape. They've won one of their last 17 tests and they've got a brand new captain. So they, they are at a low ebb. And I just wonder what sort of position the Black Caps are going to be in when they arrive in the UK to mentally dominate a test, an England test squad that really does appear to be vulnerable right now. You know, they're going to be turning up without Ross Taylor. They're going to be turning up without uh, BJ Watland. So it really does, I think, fall to Kane Williamson, Trent Bolt, Tim Southey, these guys really need to show some leadership here and, and actually boss it a wee bit. You know, they're, they're not underdogs at all going into this series, or they certainly shouldn't be. But I'll just be really interested to see how assertive they are when it comes to, to facing this England team in three tests, a series that I think they really should be winning. Yep, I, I totally agree with you. Although their place now on the World Test Championship, because of those losses at home, might not reflect that mm. too much. So we're going to take a, a quick news break. Uh, with Araha, and when we come back, uh, we'll talk about a super rugby as well as a, a couple of other subjects as well. Kimberly Downs, Andrew Gordy with us uh, for part two of the panel very shortly. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Andrew Gordy, Kimberly Downs with us this morning. Kimberly, uh, super rugby now, uh, I'd like to talk about and the fact that some of our New Zealand teams are getting back on home soil. Uh, I just wonder if that means the margins will increase or maybe not. Maybe not. I think the most telling game uh, coming up will be that Chiefs-Brumbies clash in Hamilton. The Brumbies, obviously, the only Australian side who are unbeaten against the Kiwis, albeit against a very dusty-looking Canes outfit last weekend and the Highlanders. (laughs) Um, So I think (laughs) we have to be honest here. (laughs) But I, I think that'll be a pretty telling match this weekend down in Hamilton, especially given, you know, I think Sam Kane's a little bit of a question mark um, with the impending birth of his child. So we'll see how that goes. I, It's just, it, it is nice. You hate to say, you feel almost disloyal and unpatriotic, but I really enjoyed seeing a couple of different results last weekend. And Gordy, my apologies, because, you know, I know you're a Canterbury man and I don't want to be giving the Crusaders no. too much here, but like, I just... It was just nice, wasn't it? It was just refreshing. It got some interest up to see some competitiveness um, in between the New Zealand and Australian teams. And I think all that can do is be good for the competition. And I was actually really excited. And now I look forward to the next kind of however many weeks, genuinely excited about these matchups and going, hey, actually, am I going to know the result well in advance? As, as you suggest, will I just be a matter of picking the margins or are we actually going to see a competitive match here and not know which way the result is going to go? So, yeah, I think it'll be an interesting week ahead. You don't want to count your chickens um, too much before they hatch, but at the moment it's, it's looking good for some, some fairly interesting outings. The Blues have also got the Rebels this week. I mean, I, I suppose that's part of what you're alluding to when you uh, talk about seeing where the margins will blow out. But like I say, I think the Brumbies Chiefs might be the saving grace this weekend when it comes to competitive Super Rugby. It's a subject that can't be avoided, a- Andrew Gordy. Uh, the Crusaders are struggling, um, uh, and, and I'm not sure um, there are too many tissues 
being sold north of Christchurch or south of Christchurch for that matter. But what what are you what are you seeing? What's worrying you here? Oh, look, to be honest, Smithy, nothing's really worrying me. And, and look, as much as I am a, a born and bred Cantabrian, I am not as one-eyed uh, as, as some of them out there. I've got to, I, I agree with you completely. Like this, winning, winning's great. Every, every, everyone wants their team to be winning. But winning gets boring if, if, you, if you're not beating anything. If, you, if, you, if, if any competition is being dominated by one team for an extended period of time, it just gets boring. And I can extend that out to, you know, not just the Crusaders. The Crusaders have obviously had a fine record in, in, in recent years, OK? But, but New Zealand teams have been dominating Australian teams for, for forever and a day, it feels. And I thought the stat that emerged last week that it was the first time since 2014 that two Australian uh, the two Australian teams had had beaten New Zealand teams on the same weekend. I thought that really said a lot, and it is great for the competition. Even though the Crusaders were on the on the end of a, a you know a, a defeat to the Waratahs, um, honestly, Kimberley, like you, you talk about it being unpatriotic. I was sitting there on Sunday afternoon hoping that the Brumbies would beat the Hurricanes, and they duly obliged because, like you say, the Hurricanes are, are a very dusty outfit indeed. And just looking across the some of the matches this weekend, you know, I, I would. I would suspect that the Highlanders have got a real challenge on their hands uh, up against the Reds. Moana um, Pacifica up against the Waratahs is going to be an interesting matchup, and, and Chiefs versus Brumbies um, as well. So I think it would be great for the competition at the very least if the Brumbies can continue this sort of form. And wouldn't it be great if Super Rugby Pacific has a genuine trans-Tasman final? Um, I think it'd be fantastic for, for the competition. And even if the Crusaders weren't in it, I'd be, I'd be happy enough to say that's, that's great for the competition. And it'll be very interesting, I think, to see the viewer numbers for, for the competition this week. I, I think that, that, by and large, Super Rugby has been a bit of a turn-off for a lot of people because they, they just know what's coming. But having seen some of those results last week, I, I think you'll have more people tuning into the games this week because they know that they're going to see a contest. Look forward to, uh, I really look forward to the, this weekend. I've got to say I'm lucky enough to be going to that Brumbies Chiefs game and I think it's going to be the match of the round as Kimberley has pointed out. Kimberley, we get a guy uh, called Whopper from uh, New Plymouth. I'm not sure if you know Whopper from New Plymouth, but he texts in every now and then. And I don't know if it's because, uh, I don't know if it's because you're on the show, Kimberley, or not, but he says Barnes's Taranaki Bulls have two NPC games at Pukakura Park uh, booked this, uh, this uh, time around. 80% of the tickets, 80% of the tickets have been pre-sold already. So it seems that not only is it a good cricket ground, not as it only is it a good rugby ground, it's also a lovely place they tell me to get married. <laughs> well, Wapa, I can't say that um, I know him personally, but I tell you what, I'd love to. I'd love to go and shake his hand sometime. And he's absolutely right, because at a park, oh, how much do you really want me uh, banging on about it? that you've opened a whole can of worms there. That is <laughs> glorious. And, hey, people love their code in the regions. And Taranaki has always been one of those places, I think. Um, and maybe I, I only say this because I grew up there and this is my experience. But, you know, people are so much, uh, so passionate about the Taranaki team, more so than the super teams, because with the Hurricanes and then with the Chiefs, you're kind of often neglected when it comes to actually getting to see these teams play in your hometown, whereas Taranaki obviously do. And, you know, they've had some rough times um, having to haul the team out to Inglewood and TET Stadium with Garrett Stadium being out of out of sorts. So it is great to see that sort of support and behind them at Pukekota Park. Wapa, you're an absolute champion. Next time I come down to New Plymouth, we'll be uh, having a meet-up at the great Pukekota Park. 
the great Pukakura Park, the number of times we had to stop the games, Central District's games, while wedding processions drove past along that fence line on the road there. Uh, goodness me, uh, I'd hate to have to count them. Uh, Gord's uh, on a more sombre note this morning. You'd like to pay tribute to uh, TVNZ cameraman Joe Day. Uh, news coming from, uh, through from the UK. Uh, very, very sad news this morning. Yeah, very, very sad news, Smithy. And and look, I, I have to have to say, I didn't, I never met Joe, but um, you know, obviously, uh, our, our two newsrooms are, are rivals. But when it comes to moments like this, um, all of that gets put aside. And I just wanted to really say that uh, my thoughts, and I'm sure uh, the thoughts of everyone uh, at News Hub and, and the TV3 newsroom today, will be with our friends and colleagues over at TVNZ, and uh, especially to, to Pete Day, his father, who. Um, I know certainly my wife and um, many of her friends uh, spend a lot of time working with Pete. So uh, really feeling for Pete today and, uh, like I say, uh, all of our friends and colleagues at TVNZ. So, um, yeah, please pass on our thoughts. Come to, to everyone there. It must be a, a very tough day uh, for the newsroom and a very tough day for the Day family as well. Thank you, Gordy. Really appreciate that. Yeah, very sad indeed. Uh, yeah, tragic news. Absolutely tragic news. Sad note to uh, end this panel on, but... Um, these things uh, every now and then happen and cross our paths and uh, worth paying tribute to uh, to Joe Day with that horrible news coming through. Uh, Kimberly, uh, thank you very much for your time this morning. And uh, Mr Wednesday, uh, Andrew Gordy, thank you very much uh, for your regular appointment as well. Fantastic. We'll have another panel tomorrow morning uh, around about the same time. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.